Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We're excited to announce our latest podcast launching this week called Behind the Billions. Coming from the two co-creators of Billions, Brian Koppelman and David Levine give a behind-the-scenes look into Billions Season 5. Following each episode's airing on Showtime, the podcast will unpack the writing of the script, exclusive stories from production, interviews with cast and crew, and much more. The first episode is out now, so make sure to subscribe to Behind the Billions on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Julia Allen. Talking and listen to your heart and joined by a member of tonight's episode, Rachel Lindsay. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Hey, girl. How are you? I am doing well, all things considering. Can't complain. Feeling like I'm starting to adjust. You totally, know? me too. So, like, not that I'm okay with everything, but just, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, you yeah. kind of adapt. I know. It's like we're going almost on two months of this. So it's like, okay, this this is how it goes. But you want to know what? I like podcasting from home. But moreover, listen to your heart really makes me laugh. And I have a lot that I want to say about tonight's episode. <laughs> okay. First, I just want to know, like, when was this? Because you are one of the judges at tonight's singing competition. Great question, because, you know, people are ultra sensitive about this. We recorded this the first week in February. Oh, okay. So right after Super Bowl, we went to L.A. So, yes, oh, we, we were within the rules, you guys. Oh, so they turned the show around really quickly is what you're telling me. Really, really quickly. I think they started maybe the second week in, or second to last week in January. Wow. It, it only wow. recorded for a month. Oh, my God. So they did it really fast then. And also, yeah. that's funny because before it aired... Ben was on the show on this podcast and we were talking about it, who was going to be good. And he was like, I'm worried about it because in the trailer, we keep saying, seeing the same footage over and over. And I think that's like a bad sign. And I now realize they showed the same footage over and over because nothing else was done and they were right. still working on it, but they had to like start promoting it prematurely, essentially. I, we weren't even in the trailer. Like no, Tony Braxton wasn't in it. So I, yeah, but I still thought the trailer was good. I'm personally a fan of the shows that go off the Bachelor script, the Bachelor norm. So it intrigues me every week. So I want to start by talking about Brandon and Julia. And I'm I'm so truly baffled by what's kind of like at the heart of tonight's episode. And there's so much talk about the two of them. But <laughs> ult- ultimately, by the end of the episode, kind of the heart of the matter is that Natasha, right mm-hmm. before the performances, tells Julia that Brandon would have chosen Savannah if Savannah had cho- had like responded to him slightly differently the night he got back from his date with Julia. And th- then this like sets Julia off and she does a bad job in her performance. And then uh, ultimately her and Brandon are eliminated. And so the kind of like the whole crux of the second hour is about this conversation that Natasha tells Julia about. Right. But I'm so, so confused. I rewatched it mm-hmm. and in the, the conversation in question, Julia is present for. This is I'm true. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is the ultimate. I know this is wrong. I know that I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to ignore it. Or in this situation, put earmuffs on to completely pretend as if what you're saying isn't the reality. 
Yeah. And so what happens is Natasha says earmuffs, Julia, and then asks Brandon if he had considered Savannah and he nods. Yes. And, and meanwhile, Julia is sitting right next to him and she does like have her fingers in her ears, but like, I'm sorry. Like she could still know what's going on. It's completely nonsensical. Like I don't understand why she's freaking out so much. Well, it's, Okay, so we did talk to Julia, and Julia says that that was real. She really put on earmuffs. She really didn't hear what was said. But but just as crazy is Brandon for actually answering the question and giving zero fucks. He's like, yeah, I would have. Like, do you not get the essence of Brandon right there? Julia's sitting right next to you, and you don't care. You're like, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. That's like one of the weirdest things I've seen on TV in a really long time. I'm and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> like that was really fucking strange. And then for them to just pretend that Julia wasn't there, or I, I don't know. Like it just it doesn't make any sense. And I rewatched it a few times. I was like, was this creative editing? And then no. it just sets off a whole sequence of sequence of events. So like I do, do not get it. No, in my mind, Natasha is the logical one in this situation. Oh, yeah. And she probably thought, like, was joking, like, Julia, earmuffs. And then Julia actually proceeded to put earmuffs on. I I think she was, Natasha was trying to have an open conversation, not realizing Julia would actually do that. That was, like, the absolute strangest thing. And then there was, and then Julia accuses Natasha of sabotage. And I was just like, how could it be sabotage when you were present? You were in the room. Right. (laughs) It was so freaking weird. What was Julia and Brandon's chemistry like in person? Obviously, you said that you didn't think they had any. And you were like wondering if they, if something had happened between them. But like, what was it like in the room? Inside scoop. So that that scene was edited because you saw me turn to Brian and say, They have no chemistry. Yeah. So what happened was we all were given notepads and we were taking notes about what we saw so we could give them critique, critiques. And I looked down at Brian's notes and he's like, best chemistry. Oh, they're so, this is the best I've ever seen. They're so in sync. They're so connected. And I look down and I go, are you kidding me? And then that's when you say they have absolutely no chemistry. <laughs> so I was like, what are you seeing? So I proceed to give my critique. And thank God Tony agreed with me so I didn't look like an absolute jerk. But the audience booed me and Julia encouraged it. Oh, really? She literally goes, so so see, I, I was like, something's off. It's a big karaoke. And somebody boos. And she goes, yeah, yeah. I love you, Rachel, but keep going. Keep booing. Oh, my God. <laughs> she, and I, so that was my first impression of Julia. So mind you, now watching it all back, I didn't even know there was a Savannah. I didn't know anything about that. I was just like, this girl is a little off. And then now I see all the background of it. And um, yeah, I will say, having talked to her, I understand. I think she's realized the error in her ways. It's all, it's very uh, therapeutic to watch yourself on television. And I think that she gets it now. Yeah. I mean, she, she made a lot of mistakes. First of all, her breakup with Sheridan, he handled really well. And she was like, that's it. You're just going to walk away. And she clearly just wanted as much drama as possible. She said, why are you being so mean to me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ma'am, 
you've just left him for another man. (laughs) He wasn't being mean, but he is definitely well within his right to be mean in this situation. 100%. Juliet, I actually shed a tear when Sheridan went home. Really? I have never (laughs) cried in any Bachelor-related show at all. I mean, granted, it was that that time. It's going through women, women things, but still. I've never cried. I actually cried. I have a. I really like Sheridan. He does seem really sweet. I, I. I hope he finds love. I feel like he will. He came off really great on the show. So who wouldn't? Who wouldn't be interested in him? Maybe with a haircut. No, I like the. I like the long hair. It's a vibe. Everything about him is a mood, and I'm. Yes. It's a mood that I like. That is definitely true. It is definitely a mood, as you said. And he's very, very chill. Like he does not fly off the handle. He just keeps it. Very even keeled for, you know, as yeah. as long as he needs to. I, I wonder if he even kind of erupts at all. Because even on his, like, exit interview, he didn't say anything particularly hot-headed or whatever. No, I think that's truly him. And I, I think it's it was sad because I thought Julia and Sheridan really had a connection on stage. I yeah. thought they sounded well. And as you saw with Brandon and Julia, it was off. And I thought it was worse Awful. in person. It actually sounded better to me on TV. Awful. I mean, they also got the worst song. So they had to sing We Belong by Pat Benatar, which <laughs> when I went to summer camp, my last summer as a camper, <laughs> I was 15. The like you have like a song that like, you wake up to every day. It's like <laughs> your your cabin's wake up song. And ours, it was a tradition. Like everyone who was in SC5 when they are 15 wakes up to the same song. And it was We Belong by Pat oh. Benatar. So <laughs> <laughs> we we used to wake up to the Lion King occasionally, but like once a week to maintain the tradition, we would listen to We Belong. So it's like that song is like a big deal to me, and I I have known it for a long time. I was cracking up at how confused and like befuddled they were by it. It was hilarious. Oh, I I just credit the producers or or the musical director, whoever it is, for the song choices that they are giving these couples. We belong together. It was like they were really on stage trying to convince themselves. No, we do belong together. No, we do. Julia was like, there's something like really like applicable about it. It was really funny. <laughs> then also, compared to some of the other songs, like Matt and Rudy getting Tennessee whiskey is in um Brie and Chris getting lover by Taylor Swift. So unfair. Like those are great songs unfair. specifically for this kind of singing competition. It is unfair. What do you I mean, Rudy and uh Matt, I thought we really hadn't seen Matt sing. Rudy is just such a presence on stage yeah. that, you know, she takes control. And when Matt sang, I thought, okay, okay, I'm loving this. They were Plus, really good. I thought they were both great. They were my favorite. Yeah. I thought they were really good, and I'm just surprised by how talented she is. I don't know why, but, like, yeah. she, I think she's really good. I liked her outfit. They definitely, like, won the night for me, for sure. She's amazing. I remember when, they, so they really did sing first. The The order you see on television is is how it really went down in reality. When they sang, I thought they were amazing, but I remember thinking they seemed very professional. Like, more in, more trying to have their harmonies in sync than establish a love connection because that's what Brian and I were there to do. We were Uh there to talk about their connection on stage, right? Because, you know, we don't sing. I mean, choir, church choir (laughs) back in the day. But we don't sing. So in looking at their chemistry, I thought they seemed more trying to get things right vocally than as far as their love connection. Right. 
Um, I don't really think any of these couples have a connection, like maybe except for Brie and Chris, but I don't really believe in it. I mean, here, I, really? I want to get some of the, yeah. Who do you think has a real connection? Brie and Chris. No, no. Brie and oh. Chris for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're like the only, they're like the only ones and they both seem like really wacky. They seem like theater kids. So. <laughs> oh, such a good comparison. They are totally theater kids. <laughs> and I like theater kids. So I mean that with lovingly, but that's kind of like the vibe I get for them. But Yeah. There's a lot of really funny stuff that happened in this episode. And I think the editing was really great and we'll get into all of it. But like just more broadly, I was thinking about it. I feel like this show is so much worse for women than The Bachelor is or The Bachelorette. Like really, really Why? any of the other Bachelor franchises. Well, there's a couple reasons. First of all, I feel like the men, except for Brandon, who's clearly an asshole, more on him in a little bit. Like they just seem way more even keeled and just sort of like that like stereotype of like your music artsy boyfriend and all the men play instruments, guitar, piano, whatever. We right. haven't seen a single woman touch a musical instrument. Um, huh? And the women are like way more hysterical. Like when Jamie does badly and then at the end, she runs into the arms of Rudy on the one hand. I was like, that's sweet. She wants to be comforted by her girlfriend. But on the other hand, it's like, I just feel like there's all these scenarios of like the man trying to comfort the emotional woman or whatever. And the women just seem like way nuttier in a very stereotypical way. Like, I don't think they actually are, but like there's like a real kind of like quiet demeanor to Ryan, even Trevor, to Chris. And I, I just think that they're, they make them seem like much more even keeled. Whereas the women are like these like nut jobs who need this relationship and their music for it to work out. I, I mean, I guess, I guess I would say it. It's the same three women. Yeah. You know, Those are the only ones we're seeing Rudy, Jamie, Julia, Julia, Savannah, yeah. maybe. But I still thought Savannah was very logical in how she handles certain things. Totally. And she left. I just feel like the normal people are already gone. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, that sounds like The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> At least these, these last couple of seasons. You can't convince me that Jamie has not tried out to be on The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. Does I she not totally seem agree. like perfect Bachelor material? Her and Rudy are both perfect for paradise like absolutely perfect jamie's a big fan of the show ah uh, makes sense yeah she's so young though she's 21 yeah yeah it she really said showed it this stage. week yeah okay yeah i mean well i'll let you i'm sure you want to get into jamie and trevor but i'll let I you do. <laughs> there's there's so much to talk about let's talk about brandon a little bit more if oh. anyone ever called me sweetie the way <gasps> that brandon was i would probably punch them in the face ew i thought where is brandon from because I haven't heard somebody talk to me like that since I was in court and it was an older judge in the deep south, like mm. southern, one of the southern counties in Texas. That just seems like, when is the last time, or if ever, Juliet, has a man ever talked to you in that way? Never. I mean, never. And it would be awful if he Very if he condescending. Did. And he said yeah. it twice. And yeah. she never called him out on it. Yeah, and and I know she just sort of like accepted. I think he also called Savannah sweetie. It was awful. There was a babe in there and there was a sweetie. It was it was so it was slimy. I felt dirty listening to it. Every I don't get the Brandon hype. Can we Me can we just put that out there? I'm not understanding why everybody's into him. Even like the the normal I think her name was was it Mel? Back, she was yeah, really no. into Brandon, and I, I, I'm not. May, we're missing something. Maybe you get it in person. Well, I did see him in person, and I still didn't get it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. And also, he like blatantly lies to these women. Like he he told on the date, he told Julia like that he wanted to pursue things with her, so she probably breaks up with Sheridan. And then he totally hedges. Like he tries to like he every episode is just trying to have it both ways. It finally caught up to him because Savannah fortunately left, but. I don't I don't know. Like I don't get it either. There's there's something about Brandon and, and it's not translating. I hope you get to interview Brandon because Why? I want to know what his thinking was when between the the the, the Julia Savannah love triangle. Like what right. were you thinking? Yeah, like what was the way forward for you there, bro? I have no idea. Yeah, I just did you not know cameras? We're recording all of this. Did you not know there was audio? I guess that's what I was trying to understand. One thing about that, though, is I've noticed this this show has more kind of like mounted camera footage um, of cameras that probably were like semi hidden around the house than of normal Mm -hmm. bachelor footage, you know, so they probably do. They probably did have like a false sense of security a few times, which is great television. Love it. Right. It's a different mansion. So I wonder if that has has to do with the setup of it. Yeah, I, I like this mansion more. It seems oh. very conducive to television. Well, you know, I'm always like the ba- the normal bachelor mansion is disgusting. I would. You, are much, you like that? I didn't. Yes. Know that. When people are like, "Tell me, tell me something that we don't know about the, you know, the show," and I'm like, "The bachelor mansion is gross." I think one thing people don't realize also is like it's crowded in there. It's not actually that big for the number of people and cameras that are in there. It's not big at all, especially since they don't, the cameras don't come upstairs. So you're really limited to certain areas. And people, I don't know if people know this, but the family that lives there, when we go out, they come back in. I know. Like they actually live there. So weird. Yeah. I mean, they repaint things, they change the furniture, but still. I mean, it doesn't doesn't look like like a Pier One from 1998 (laughs) at all times. (laughs) 1998. And you know what, too? I was just such a vibes energy person. And all those people in my house would throw me off. Yeah. I, I would just be crazy. Yeah, totally. Um, I I also thought uh, it was funny that Brandon and Julia got like such a significantly better date than the other two couples that were forced to go on dates. <laughs> like something that took a lot more time and they brought in the songwriter for them. And I just thought that I thought it was hilarious. And I felt bad that... um that Rudy and Chris got such a bad date. Like they just basically drove like five minutes away and right? had to like hang out there. That was so weird. A freaking <laughs> stone's throw away from the mansion. I would have been so upset. Like really? We just, I could have been with my significant other establishing our relationship. But I mean, I get it. They had, they couldn't just say only Julia and Brandon are going on this date. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the thing is like, I was saying, you know, I have like some reservations about the show and how I think it's worse for women. But on the other hand, it's like a really well done reality show. Like it genuinely makes me laugh. And there's so many editing editing decisions that I think are so spot on. Like there was there was the shot of Sheridan and Julia having breakfast together. And like Sheridan just has like a full on glass of red wine right in front of him. And I'm I'm pretty positive it was breakfast. (laughs) I noticed it too. And then they did a really good job editing the the shots of um, Jamie, Rudy, and Julia like waiting for Brandon to be done with Savannah. Where they just show Julia taking an awkward sip. They show them like sitting together and like three kind of women just like gossiping or whatever. And that was like really comical and compelling television. I I think the show was like really well made, and it genu it genuinely makes me laugh. 
I, it makes me laugh too. I, I'm a big fan of it. And it's so interesting that you make that point because when you're watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, you see so many interviews, you see so many interactions in the house that you don't realize that while people are on a one-on-one or on a group date, that everyone else who's at the mansion is really just sitting, waiting all day right. for them to come back. Here, I felt Savannah and I felt Sheridan literally waiting all day just to just to go home. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. It, it like it captures something like the like mundane part of a reality show really well. And <laughs> and it's just well cast. I mean, Julia is is just really an all she's an all-timer. I'll I'll remember her for a while. I Brandon less so because I just find him so despicable, but she's just <laughs> um very uh talkative in how she's feeling, which makes for very good television. Well, they, she is good television. Several of them are, uh, particularly the women. Yeah. Do you think they will mix them into other Bachelor franchise shows? 100%. I don't know if they can I go into too. The Bachelor, but 100%. For sure, Paradise and like any other kind of like alternate Bachelor world show. Um, but maybe they can be on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. But yeah, I mean, I think that they probably were hoping they could go to Paradise if the pandemic hadn't hit. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing, too, with The Bachelor Presents. Listen to your heart rather than just listen to your heart. Because whether because some people don't really want to include them in Bachelor Nation, but they are. I mean, are you and Becca welcoming them when they come on your podcast? Yeah, I've say, I say all the time, you're a part of Bachelor Nation now. Yeah. They, I'm not, but you guys are. <laughs> have you noticed how small their, their um, social media followings are? Yeah, I have. They got to be bummed about that. I know. I just think, well, I think the ratings haven't been as high as people no. expected, especially with it being quarantined. But I just think that's just because there's so much out there that people aren't turning onto their t- their TVs thinking, oh, a new show's coming on this week. Yeah. I think it's also a hard sell until you watch it. Everyone I know who, who's ended up watching it really likes it. And it was like, is glad that they, that they are. But I, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to get people in the door. And I think for a lot of like the male audience who, who watches the show because they, for whatever reasons, um, has not translated to this as much, which is a small portion of the Bachelor audience in general, but it is notable, I think. Yeah, if you guys aren't watching it, you're missing out. It really is a good show. And just the fact, there's so many aspects of it. The people seem to really connect and it's not based on how you look, what clothes you're wearing, the, ma- uh, the, the, the aesthetics are different when it comes to this show. And I think that that makes, for me, the relationships a little bit more meaningful. And the same things that people care about on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, these these people don't have it. They're, and they're truly talented and they have that in common at their core. So I just think it makes it so much more deep and interesting for me. And how beautiful is it when they wake up in the morning and somebody's singing or playing the piano? <laughs> if they don't add that aspect into The Bachelor and Bachelorette, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> I know they do have like a nice vibe in the house. I think that everyone having like a, a goal, which is like to become a music star while also finding love really helps the kind of the house vibe essentially. And don't you think it's easier to fall in love with someone when they can sing? I, I mean, I said this before. I'm like, back in the day, if someone could sing, we'd be like, oh, girl, did they sing the panties off you? Because there's just <laughs> something, <laughs> there's just something that's so sexy about someone who can play an instrument or sing you a song or write you a song. I mean, I just think that that in, intensifies things. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not really not really like something that I'm crazy about, but I get it. I I do think it's funny how much the judges you included are able to just like get a window into if if they're actually falling for each other or not. It, ha- it has seemed like it's spot on. Like, and you're not given any context, right? No, no. And you can t- you just can tell. I don't know. It's uh, you could even Natasha and Ryan. I felt I I really liked them, but I also really liked the song they sang. So I don't think they have of, chemistry at all. I don't think he has chemistry with anyone. I think really, you think he's asexual? No, I just think oh. I just think <laughs> I just think he doesn't seem that into being on the show. Like I, I think he seems like kind of like bored by everything. I would just I think that's because he didn't get Jamie. Mm. He was a totally different person when he thought he was going to get Jamie and they went on that John Mayer date. And that's true. ever since he didn't get her and she went to Trevor, you've seen him pull back a bit. That's um, true. Natasha seems to me like she's always putting on an act. She's very on when I see her with Ryan. That's the only yeah. thing that throws me off. They're, yeah. they, they seem very professional as well. And she was on either American Idol or The Voice in Holland because she lived there for a short time. So she's like been on TV before. Really? Similar to, yeah, I think it was, I think it was The Voice, um, similar to Trevor. So, and, and you can tell she, she's a little bit more polished. She clearly knows how to do her makeup for TV in a way that other women I don't think do quite the same way. Like not to say they look bad, but it's just like a very specific style, you know? Yeah. No, um, polish is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like a slightly, slightly different vibe to her. Um, Let's talk about Peter and Kelly and then the rest of these couples. But first, let's talk about today's sponsor. As we look to make the most of our homes outdoor spaces right now, Article is here to make your dream patio a reality. With weather-resistant dining sets, loungers, and sofas, Article's selection of outdoor furniture makes it easy to create a welcoming patio oasis. I have indoor furniture from Article, and I have no doubt that the outdoor furniture would be great because it is stylish, it's current, they're great quality, and they make it so easy with the way they deliver. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Their team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. You'll find plenty of items that have a modern aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian designs. With Article, you save up to 30% over traditional retail prices because they cut out the middleman and sell directly to you. No showrooms, no salespeople, no retail markups. Their fast, affordable shipping is available across the USA and Canada, and it's free on orders over $999. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash bachelor, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash bachelor to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 dollars or more. Rachel, Peter and Kelly, Instagram official. They they uh they went for it. You're going to make me talk about it. Okay. I am. <laughs> I am. I didn't really want to, but I feel like we have to. You know? It's it's a vital <sighs> part of what's going on in this world right now and this world being bachelor nation. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he posted and then she did as well. It's like these lovey-dovey pictures. I mean, it was obvious, so I don't really know why they had they had to make Thank a formal you. statement. Thank you. I thought, do we need an announcement? Did no. we need an official public announcement for this? We already knew what was up. And I'm still questioning this relationship. Talk to me after quarantine and then, then let's see what's up. Yeah, I... Uh, 
I also was like, how did they get this picture? But then I realized it was probably from their date on the show. It was, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I just think that he he courts bad press. Like, he has had a rough go of it as far as it seems, though he's happy now. And I I just think that he makes he brings on some negative attention that he otherwise didn't need to get. Like if they never really confirm things and allow people to sort of like speculate and do their thing or whatever, then I just think it would have gone over better. But um, also his parents being so active and like also posting about it. It's just like kind of a weird look. I just can't, I, you know, we all know I, I have a soft spot for Barb, but I can't defend Barb for this, for this one. I mean, it was one thing for her to post, but then for Pete Sr. to post as well. I mean, did Jack post? Did the brother post as well? Did I mean, did Kelly even post? Did Kelly post? Let's start there. Did Kelly make a post? Kelly immediately commented on his. Hold on, I'm going to check. But she did. That is telling people. Listen, watch how people move. If Kelly didn't post. She didn't. Okay. Just him. All right. That means something. Yeah. His entire family posts, he posts, and Kelly does nothing. Yeah. It's like she, it is kind of weird that he didn't even like ask her to, although I guess, I guess he doesn't care, which is nice. But um, no, he's like, that's Kelly. Like, that's Kelly. She's just like not not into that. And that's not so not true because Kelly is extremely active on social media. Yeah, I know. Like a little bit more than I actually want to know about Kelly. You know, do you watch? Do you follow them on TikTok? No. They you know how I feel about TikTok. Participate in memes. Yeah, I'm, I've moved on from my TikTok phase. I check it like a couple times a week. But like, I think to really be a part of it, you need to be on it like hourly. There's. I don't really get it. I mean, you know, I'm old, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of over 30 memes, though, on TikTok. But anyway, they try to do, like, memes and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess they're having a nice time together. I don't know. How do you think the history will look back on Peter's season? Well, <laughs> it's a great question. Um, I think they'll look back at it as a joke. Yeah. Because there's really no other way to look at it. I mean, talk about running through women. I hope what I'm what I'm hoping is that it doesn't set a precedent for other bachelors. Are other bachelors going to say, "Well, Peter did A, B, C, and D, so I can do it"? Right. That I I, I just want to. Can we have one season where we just have a couple that gets engaged and they make it to the finale? That's all I'm asking for. Yeah, they can break you, up the day after. You just want something a little bit more standard and straightforward. Yes, please. It's just, you know what? It's just so, Peter's season technically ended when he made his announcement with Kelly. And maybe that's why they made it an official announcement. But it just goes on and on and on. And people get so wrapped up in it. And it becomes confusing. And there's just so much speculation. And then you have people that go off like Nick <laughs> and upset so many people in Bachelor Nation. I, it's, it just becomes such a soap opera. Yeah. in a way that is not enjoyable that I'm just hoping for something more straight lined in the upcoming seasons. Even though this 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 one isn't coming off to a good start with Claire, you know, ranting and yeah. raving on Twitter about her contestants. Yeah. Well, I just think that the show needs to do a better job of capturing everything that's happening. So they need to get more of like the Peter and Kelly stuff happening on or, you know, if, if they were dating or whatnot, they, they just need to get more of that onto the show. Because I think that it's now at the point where the sh- like whatever you see 
in the like first 10 episodes or whatever is going to spill over till after. We've seen that basically, you know, Hannah season, Colton season, Peter season. It happened with Ari and Becca. Like it's just Becca was almost an anomaly at this point. And so I, I yeah. think that it's clear that it doesn't just end when they have there is a final rose ceremony in the, you know, the finale. And I think that the bachelor needs to do a better job of getting the like everything else on screen as but, well and obviously they tried with, with peter season going to madison and auburn and then reuniting them in la and everything like that but that i think we now know that was like pretty disingenuous and he was kind of you know if the rumors are true he had reconnected with kelly already maybe talking to hannah brown etc and like i just want to see all of that like i think that this but there's that, no way i just think peter season they tried too hard to craft a narrative that they could control and it wasn't believable and everyone everyone saw through it and peter wasn't committed to it now there was madison and they just they they need to try to like find a way to coordinate a little bit more without like just fabricating storylines because I think what? we can say the Madison storyline with them you know meeting up again was like pretty fabricated. Well, you I mean I've spoken how I feel about the Madison thing. I never think thought she was into it. Yeah. Period. And go all the way back. I like I I didn't I didn't think she was into it, but I. I think Peter was into her, but I think Peter is into everyone. And I and with with the type of bachelor that Peter was, where he goes on a date, he spends five minutes with a girl and he falls in love with her. There's no way that you could capture that. So I think that, and I hope we don't have another bachelor like that or bachelorette. I just hope that they're more definitive in their feelings and and their actions. And with Peter, there was just no way. Who would have known that it would have ended like this? And and gone into May where three months, two months after the finale, he's announcing that he's with a new person. And yes, I agree with you. You can't convince me that Kelly and Peter weren't, you know, talking prior to this. Yeah. They, they had to have been. I mean, it just happened so quickly otherwise, but whatever. He's, he thinks it was serendipitous. He, he did our podcast and said, oh my gosh, this is serendipity. And I'm like, Peter, no, it's not. We know it's not. Just come on, I, man. I'm convinced Kelly planned her meetups to put... I'm convinced she planned to run into him. Oh, yeah. I agree. And I need him to see that. I need him to know that. There's no problem with that. I like that, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just go go for it, girl. Um, We'll see what happens. I, I, let's talk about your relationship for a second. Brian, all his lines edited out of this episode. <laughs> Were you guys pissed about that? No, not at all. I mean, I hate it because it plays into this narrative that I don't let Brian speak. There are people who are like, can you let Brian talk? So I hate that that that's how it came across. But I I don't know why they cut out everything. I said, no, Brian, you had one line. You you told Tony Braxton that you thought that one of them was nervous. I was like, that's that's all they gave you. I guess they just couldn't let everybody talk, but um, we just laughed about it. It was bizarre. I'm glad you thought it was funny. I was just like, that's rude. Let let Brian speak. Like, what the hell? It's funny because when I was watching Jordan and JoJo, I kept thinking, they're letting JoJo do all the talking. Yeah. And then Jordan talked a little bit, but barely. It was mainly JoJo. So I think the logic behind that too is jojo was the bachelorette i was the bachelorette people are more wanting to hear what we're gonna say right 
you know? Which I do appreciate, which is true. I am, no offense to Brian, but I am more interested in what you have to say. Also, I just know that you were going to tell it like it is, and you were really honest, and your facial expressions during oh it were so God. funny. <laughs> they That one facial expression, they caught me where I, like, looked down and put my hair behind my ears. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. They caught it me. It was amazing. Um, le- I want to hear what Jamie was like in person. What was her energy like? She is a big Bachelor fan. So mm-hmm. the moment she came on stage, she said, oh, my God, I love you so much. That's, that's what she said. And so I was like, OK, she's a fan of the show. But she was excited. She was happy. You know, I wanted to make people feel good. They cut all this out. But I complimented every female and told them how. And they did. They all looked amazing. How great yeah. they look. They were wearing power outfits. I told her she was rocking the dress. Uh, I wanted to lift up her spirits because I could tell she was really, really nervous. Yeah. But my comments on that performance, I think I think I did say more. To me, Trevor looked like he was over it. So it's shocking to me to go back and watch the buildup to the point that I was judging because Trevor looked like he wasn't into their relationship at all. So when I watched the first night and how he stood up and was like, I'm here for Jamie, I'm like, okay, I didn't get that on stage. She was way more into him than he was into her. It's funny when you say that because (laughs) in my notes, I have it look at Trevor looked like like he was happy that people were going on dates with other people. He seems like (laughs) not into it at all. (laughs) Well, okay. Is she not a little, and I like her, but is she not a little exhausting? Oh, yeah, for sure. Also, it's heavy. He, pro- he probably, you know, he's a way more seasoned performer than her. Like, you know, he was on American Idol. He probably wishes he had a, someone, a partner who was like better at music. No, and no shots at Jamie, but like, I just mean like as a performer, she's as a, a good performer. singer. Yeah, I, I, I compared her to Violet from Coyote Ugly. Right, oh, they funny. needed to turn off the lights. Um, you know, <laughs> give her Can't some fight time. The moonlight. <laughs> That yeah. movie was really important to me at the same time. I was listening to Pat Benatar's We Belong. So Stop. spot on, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> do what I can. I do what I can. There's something I was going to say about Jamie. Well, um, she. I think she is a good singer, but she obviously just gets really nervous. And, you know, if you're a fan of The Bachelor, you're vaguely aware of Andy Grammer and Tony Braxton, and you're in this this venue that's bigger than any place you've ever performed, of course you're going to be nervous. I, I, I felt for her. I, I don't dislike her at all. She just... No. Um, she just is very specific to reality television. Okay, but is it me? It wasn't Jamie I was going to say something about. It's Trevor. I don't get it. What, now that I know that he was on American Idol, I'm like, really? Really? He's very, like, soft-spoken, I guess. I haven't seen... Re- I feel like I haven't really heard him sing. And I didn't watch the season of American Idol that he me was neither. on. So I'm unfamiliar with... His time, but I think he made t- top fifteen. Um, yeah, because he he went far enough to like interact with Katy Perry and stuff. Yeah, so I'm. I and maybe it's just that he's not connecting with Jamie on stage, so that's why we're not hearing it. But I'm waiting to hear how he made it to top fifteen on American Idol because I yeah. just I haven't seen it yet. He, I, he, he also like just might not be good at duets. Like perhaps like neither of them is well suited for that. And I kind of think that's the case because she has the type of voice that like doesn't really blend. And I'm no musical yeah. expert though. I do love pop music, but she doesn't really seem like she's looking to be a part of a musical duo. I th- duo. I think she is concurrently looking for love and looking for her her music career to take off. Yeah. But I'm not sure that she necessarily wanted them to go together. No, no, I, 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 that's a really good point. Not everybody has a voice that can sing with someone else. She doesn't. I don't think Brandon does either. I mean, you yeah, heard Julia. Right. You abandoned me on stage out there. 
I know. <laughs> she was right. Everything she said to him was right. But like, girl, why did you pick him in the first place? I don't understand. Right. right. I just I just don't know. She's I, I hope I hope that she's able to like put the show behind her and move forward. It must be really hard to watch. Uh, yeah, I knew that she was going to have a rough go around. And I mean, it didn't help. I, I, I we probably didn't help on the podcast either, but <laughs> I at least she's learning from her. She gets it. Right. That's yeah. she's she now has awareness as to how she comes across. And I think that that's that's important. Right. And then, you know, I think Rudy's almost like in a similar situation to these other women where I think she seems way more into it than Matt, but they're good performers. And I think that Matt wants to stay on the show and they actually perform really well together. Matt's like, I hit the jackpot because, you know, yeah. we didn't hear Rudy sing until the end of the first episode. And then she sang and it was like, my God, yeah, she's she laid the soundtrack for this whole season. I think Matt probably heard her sing and was like, I need to circle back around to this. Because he even is so compliment. He he whispered something on stage in this episode, like, gosh, you make it so easy or gosh, you're so good. But there's no romantic connection. I mean, she can't even look at him without salivating, you know? Yeah, I know. She's she she was on the binoculars the whole time watching him when she's on the yeah. date with Chris. And I don't think he's ever said anything past how great her voice is. Uh, yeah. So, and the previews kind of allude to that that is coming. Those hard conversations are about to come. Can we also just pause on how Chris Harrison, or at least comment on how Chris Harrison comes in at the top of each episode wearing his messy boots yeah. and just <laughs> dropping bombs every single episode? I'm like, who is this new Chris Harrison? I love it. What is he going to come what Casual is he gonna Chris. say this time? Right? It's like he just drove over from his house, just like popped by the makeup tent and just struts on in. I love, I love Chris Harrison. The only thing is Chris giving out the roses is just like too awkward. I ha- I have to like look away. I can't deal with it. Chris giving out the roses? Yeah, at the end when he like gives them the roses, then they give it to each oh, other. It's just oh. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> but do- <laughs> I guess now I'm gonna be paying attention to that. But don't you love how because I feel like that's not how paradise is. Yeah, because they're all just standing up there. I love how they leave the room and then they're anticipating on who who is it going to be, who's going to come out. And then there's always a shocker for them. I like that. Yeah. There's so many aspects that I hope they take from this and implement them into The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I agree with you. I also just like how it's a more casual vibe and I like how it moves quickly. I just think it's just a, it's just a well done show. But I have a question for you. How do you win? Like, do they just keep eliminating couples or like, do you know, based on having been a judge, like what's like the end game? Like, what does the finale look like? Well, if it's how we, I was actually very nervous that we had to. So, okay. So here's a scene that didn't make it. We deliberated after we saw all the performances and said who we thought had the least amount of chemistry and who vocally did not perform well on stage. And we picked Julia and Brandon. And so that goes into, that's who gets eliminated. They just didn't oh, show the deliberation. So I would imagine that that's what happens at the end when it gets down to the final two couples, the judges will make their decision. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I was like, I've been wondering what's the end game here and how does it go? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we oh, do man. make, we make that tough decision, which I wasn't aware of until we got there. And then I thought, oh, I just thought we were giving critiques. I don't want to send anybody home. Um, what was Tony Braxton like? Love Tony oh. Braxton. He wasn't man enough for me. Great song. Oh, there's so many great Tony Braxton hits. Let's just say she was the diva 
than I thought she was. And I loved it. She walked, she, I mean, she got the most cheers. That was not produced. When they announced her, people went wild. I mean, oh, yeah. I was geeking out when I found out we were going to be with Tony Braxton. Andy Grammer's so sweet. He has such a great story. But Tony is legendary, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And she walks out. I I requested to sit next to her. And unfortunately, it was guy, girl, guy, girl. So Brian had the honor to sit next to her. But she was lovely. She like interacted with us. She wanted to know our story. She couldn't believe we fell in love on the show. Um, we talked to her because her man lives in Miami. You know, we live in Miami. She was great. She was great. I, 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 at first she didn't speak. So I was like, okay, but, but she's Tony Braxton and she deserves it. And then she opened up. Got it. Well, she was, I was delighted to see her. So far, I've been very impressed by the judges. You and Giorgio included, of course. But, like, Jason Mraz was absolutely savage in the best way possible. I was happy to see him. I mean, Tony Braxton and Andy Graham are very legit. I'm just like, this is a great polls by The Bachelor. Right. And and have you seen the previews of who's coming up? Um, No. I mean, yes, but I don't remember. I mean, I think on the previews, uh, oof, I hope I'm not saying it, but on the previews, they've I mean, they've shown Tay Diggs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have shown Tay Diggs. They have they shown Rita Wilson? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if they have. <laughs> They're going to Vegas, baby. I'm so excited for them. I'm excited to go on the journey. The journey just continues on on the show. I like how quickly it's moving. Also, it's just like it's just it's just a really breezy, fun watch. That's what I keep coming back to. Well, no, it's there are no rules. There's no rule book. Right. So these well. What I feel like we see on The Bachelor and Bachelorette are a number of contestants who have studied prior seasons, who come in knowing exactly how they think or they try to navigate the show a certain way based on someone they've seen, right? They try to be somebody, yeah. another character. You don't have that on this show. There are no rules. You don't know what to expect each week. All that is stripped away. So I think that's what makes it so casual and easy to watch. I Plus, totally agree. Have we ever had anybody come on the show? I don't. You know, I didn't start watching The Bachelor until the season that I was on. But has anybody ever come on the show with a, t a musical talent and actually been talented? No, I don't like think so. That's what I've been saying, too. It's like having a discernible skill makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 Um, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me and bringing this behind the scenes knowledge and a, a quasi news. Rita Wilson, can't wait to see her. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's... <laughs> Hope that, hope that wasn't. Let's just say you saw her on the preview. Just okay, say no problem. Saw we saw we see Rita Wilson. Can't wait to see you again. Saw you on the preview. Um, <laughs> I'll be back Wednesday night talking Vanderpump and the Challenge. Maybe a little other reality shows. I'm excited to get into Camp Getaway on Bravo as well. Don't forget to check out Rachel on Bachelor Happy Hour. And Rachel, thanks again for coming. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, Juliet. <laughs> 